soon as I could. I was 19 years old when I moved to Prague. As soon, three months after graduation, I was packed up and I moved to my first very tiny apartment in Prague all by myself. Find me a job and just, you know, the journey begin. everyone and welcome back for another episode of nourish your drive experiences beyond the destination i'm krista and i'm veronica and welcome to our new listeners and to our returning followers thanks so much for joining us for another guest episode from wherever you are in the globe as we continue to experience the impacts of the covid19 pandemic uh, veronica and i had a chance to catch up earlier today and it's a little bit of a midday check-in for me in london and her morning in Bethlehem, and I'm not going to lie, we're both feeling the effects of the extended lockdown. Uh, we both have friends and family who are experiencing major life changes as a result of the of the lockdown and overall COVID impact to the economy. Um, but it's also changing, you know, daily routines. And I don't want to dwell too much on it, as we do have a great episode with our special guest, Lucy Eason. But I do want to acknowledge that as you're tuning in, you you may be feeling it, whatever that feeling is, and and that's totally okay. Um, we're here to acknowledge that everyone is managing this very differently. Um, Veronica, you posted a quote today that really spoke to me, which was, you don't have to have it all figured out. Um, and I really appreciated you sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we need to be conscious and remind ourselves that we have to give ourselves grace, right? Um, there's a lot that is happening around us and it happened fast and quick and we were not prepared. And so I think that for some of us, that brings on some anxiety and we feel that pressure of, okay, so what do I do next? And we really have to find space to give ourselves that moment to just be, be still and feel what you need to feel. Uh, don't get stuck there. But yeah, we have to give ourselves grace. And we have to also remember in these special times that we all deserve a little bit of self-love. It's so right. Um, and that's why I'm excited to feature this amazing woman, Lucy Eason, who I've had a chance to get to know while in London. I've never met a more positive person in my life, despite whatever the circumstance and whatever life has thrown her. Um, Lucy always finds some type of positive quote, video, message, or smile um, to keep it positive. So I'm, I'm excited about this episode. We definitely need that type of energy right around <laughs> us and those reminders all the time. So while doing some homework on this fabulous woman that we have an opportunity to have on the show today, I was really, really impressed by her professional progression. And so we're going to get into some detail on that later in the episode. And I know that you all that are listening are going to be really excited and really um, intrigued by what Lucy has to say. So she is currently a sales director for a tech startup in the travel and hospitality industry. And she really has a unique story. She was born in Slovakia, took some time um, to explore and, and also took some giant leaps to advance herself personally and professionally. And those choices have taken her to Budapest, London, and now New York City. So on the East Coast with myself. She's got an, an amazing, incredible story. So um, let's jump into it, Veronica. Absolutely. Welcome, Lucy, to Norshire Drive. And thanks so much for joining us today. 
Thank you for having me. You guys made me smile. It's a, such a really um, nice intro. Awesome. So we're excited to have you and discuss your experiences, particularly due to your involvement in the travel and hospitality industry, which we know is really taking a big hit right now. So first, you're in New York City, and I understand that you lived there with your husband just recently having moved to the area. Yeah, that's right. Okay, awesome. So how are you doing? Because, you know, when we turn on the TV, uh, one of the cities that we see is New York City. So how has the lockdown been for the both of you? Um, you know what, I have to say, it's been really fine. Um, you know, considering the situation and just the um, really devastation that this is causing the whole world. But um, both of us, we really focus on on the positive side of things. And we are very blessed to be able to um, well, I'm I'm able to work from home. We both kind of have um, jobs that allow us to, um, you know, just work remotely. So um, uh, I'm able to keep my keep my position in time when a lot of people are losing theirs, mm-hmm. and um, we're not essential workers where we would have to be facing the um, the virus on a daily basis. So really, I mean, there's not nothing to complain about. We have comfortable, beautiful home. We have each other. Um, we have all the essential uh, needs met. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're, we're putting th- things in, in perspective every single day and just really being thankful for, for uh, being able to um, kind of weather the storm the way we do. That's absolutely great. And I think that it's important for us to also hear those pers- perspectives because it's really refreshing to know that regardless of what's happening around us, we do have uh, those abilities and moments to just center in and be grateful for what it is that we do have. I completely agree. I'm also conscious that the last couple of months have definitely been a whirlwind for you, Lucy. You left London in December. We're in April now. um, And you left for that new role, did some touring of the States prior to landing in New York City in January. um, And all this then happened but you've kind of done this before, minus the COVID-19. Um, you made a huge moves from your hometown in Bratislava, landing you in Budapest. Then you took the jump again two, later, two years later to London. So tell us a little bit more about your career progression over the last couple of years and how you managed those jumps to different places. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's funny because there was actually so much more. Um, you, you really just picked up the highlights, but I've actually lived also in Prague. I lived in Spain. I did live in New York before, so um, it's it's been quite a journey, just like you say. And you, you tend to forget um, that, you know, what all you've been through it. But sometimes when you just reflect and look back, you're like, okay, it's been quite a lot. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, um, it's... It's been a really great journey. And um, for me and the the career that I have right now, it actually started in New York. Um, I moved here um, for a year when I was 21, um, really to follow a dream of dancing at that time. Um, So I went, I took classes on Broadway and just did all the, you know, all the usual things that a young dancer would do. Um, But of course, you know, living in such big city, it, it, it required for me to, just work wherever I could to, to, you know, have enough money to, to be here. And um, that's what landed me in a, uh, in a really beautiful uh, boutique hotel on Manhattan where I was, when I, where I started working afternoon shifts and 
Um, after I returned back to Europe, um, I realized that that's something I was really excited about and passionate about. So um, I started working for international um, kind of boutique hotel companies, tech companies mo- mostly. Um, and um, I, I guess, I mean, the long story short, because we would be here a long time if I, if I would just go in detail of everything. Um, I started going from there and working really in the tech sector of, of what uh, hospitality industry does and um, really built myself up from knowing very little bit into through the experiences into where I am today. Um, and I'm working for a very exciting startup tech company that, you know, we're all we're all just really uh, into what we're doing. And, and it's finally the place where where work is actually fun. That's impressive, Lucy. So when you were preparing for each of the roles that you had and the actual move of you and your husband, what did you consider as most important for you all as you prepared? Um, so it, it's it's really, you know, as, as, as big as it is and seems, it's really not uh, not impossible or not that complicated. I mean, you you just kind of um, or, or the way I go about it. And I think first and foremost, what's always important when someone's making these kinds of moves is I think it's always good um, to to know where you're going and to to have a sense of what that place is going to offer you. Um, and I mean, you know, there are there are situations where you you have that opportunity or where you don't. Um, but I, I personally liked to always visit the place where I was moving to. So before we moved to Budapest, I went and, you know, just got for a weekend just to get a get a feel of it, um, et cetera. And I knew New York and I knew London. So I think I think that's good to to have that kind of um, experience first to really feel what that what that city's energy is. And then, I mean, once you have the decision made and you're you're going, it's all about just putting that, um, you know, uh, the logistics together, I, I tend to write down all the things that are needed for you to, to make that move. And it can be smaller, it can be bigger, um, uh, you know, for, for me to move from, from Europe to the US, there is, of course, a really extensive visa process that you have to go through. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to kind of put your ducks in a row and be very well organized. And that's how you can achieve it, you know, pretty pretty well um i know people that were a bit you know all over the place and um uh when they were moving and um they didn't consider all the details and and you know it it takes longer it gets more expensive you you make more mistakes but i mean you you get it done you know (laughs) yeah absolutely i think that some of the tips that you just shared will be good to to pass on to our listeners so obviously post those on the nourish your drive website but i do want to take a step back Mm-hmm. And ask a little bit more about your own travel experiences growing up. Your family's still in Bratislava. Um, what's your first travel memory? How soon did travel become part of your story? Was travel important to your family growing up? So um, very kind of the initial travel memories were very local. Um, because, I mean, we were a family of five and uh, definitely were on budget. So there were no big trips happening. Uh, but we have uh, we have beautiful mountains in Slovakia that uh, my parents would take us and we would just go to some some cottage for for a few days and we would be hiking and that was always really nice and you know just very simple but I it, those are very fond mom- memories uh, of mine. Um, I didn't need no luxury, no hotels. I didn't stay in a hotel for a very very long time. 
um, into late, later years. Uh, but it was just really great time that we had. And, and I guess then later on, um, uh, we, we did some trips, you know, locally in, um, in the countries that surround us in Croatia to, to the sea, et cetera. But when it comes to my family, we, we really had um, very simple and more local kind of experiences. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about um, as you grew older, what did those travel experiences become for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so this was um, this was when I became a teenager and I started really getting a sense of the world. And I started being very curious and, and um, wanted to explore. And I, I remember vividly when I was uh, in high school, I basically all I wanted to do was just graduate so that I can leave and just go travel the world and move to different countries. And as soon as I finished high school, I also did. That's when I first moved to Prague. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's when I started just taking also more local trips um, into, you know, wherever I could basically on the budget that I had at that young age, which wasn't a lot. But I mean, you know, living in Europe, um, you can take a train and uh, be in another country in three hours and explore and really uh, achieve something like that on a for a very small buck. So, so that's where I really started feeling incredible hunger to explore the world. And I just knew that there's so much out there and that um, I, I simply could not see myself be in one place forever and not, um, not really get that experience for myself. So, so that really started um, as a teenager. Um, it became something I was very passionate about. And as soon as I could, I was 19 years old when I moved to Prague. As soon, three months after graduation, I was packed up and I moved to my first very tiny apartment in Prague all by myself. Find me a job and just, you know, the journey begin. That is so courageous. I think that it's awesome that you had the courage to do that and just to say, you know what, I want to explore this. This is something that is burning within my soul and I'm going to go after it. So would you say that what changed, right? So being able to travel locally with your family, but then, you know, once you got to the point where you were an adult and you had the autonomy, right, to go wherever you wanted to, would you say that that had a big um, meaning and, and backing behind why you, why you shifted your love for travel? Yeah, definitely. Um, as soon as I... As soon as I was allowed to start making some decision for myself, my parents couldn't keep me at home. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I just remember, it's so funny because I would just have so many goodbye and welcome back parties because I was moving so much. <laughs> people lost track of where I lived. Um, so people were like, are you still there? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm in New York now. And then, are you still in New York? No, I came back now. Um, so people just got sick of it and they're just like, we're not throwing you any more parties. You've had them all. (laughs) Um, but yeah, as soon as I, um, I was able to, um, so with, with, you know, uh, as I, as I got a little bit older and I gained my, uh, adulthood and, uh, my parents couldn't tell me anything anymore. Um, I was out. And of course also with, um, with that came jobs and I had more money. So that allowed me to expend and travel further and further and, I, I went as far as I could. <laughs> I'm sure you learned a lot as well during those times. <laughs> yes. I think that we all do that certain period between, you know, young adult life and then when travel becomes a part of 
of our, I guess, even professional life. So you travel for work and it's part of your day to day, but it's also important to you in the personal life, like you mentioned. So tell us a little bit more about what travel means for work today and now how you're looking at travel, especially having made this big jump to New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the, this is this is very fun and exciting uh, because I as much as I love to travel, um, it's even, you know, it's even better that I can also do that for work. And I, you know, I can um, not, you know, I don't have to wait for that vacation time to go somewhere, but uh, I'm able to just go places and do my job. So, so I think, you know, this has always been part of whatever uh, position I had because I worked remotely a lot and for international companies. So there was always this kind of movement happening. Um, and I think, I think that's really important because you do also see the world with different set of eyes um, when you go and when you experience that business or, you know, that kind of that layer of, of different cultures um, you know, it's it's just as amazing as it is to go as a tourist and just soak in all the culture, then, you know, to really see how business is conducted and really come across some great professional, some amazing minds in all these different places. I, I really appreciated that part um, and that aspect of, of traveling for work. Um, and it's really so, um, so rich in, uh, you know, in um, the experiences that it gave me. For sure. When you think about planning out your schedule and your calendar, because I know you and I've talked about this so many times of how we live by like our calendars, but um, when you're looking at like the personal travel, because you and I do have family and friends all over the world. And, you know, we talked a little bit about how we leave little pieces of our heart everywhere we go. You have to be pretty specific about scheduling, but also budgeting for those trips to go home or see those new places. So how, how do you guys approach that? For sure. Um, oh, you, you completely, um, you know, s- spoke my heart. Um, it's, it, that's, that's, I guess, the difficult part of, of being so well-traveled and, and kind of living abroad and changing uh, my, you know, home address so often um, is the fact that everywhere I've lived, I've met so many great people that I just wish I could take everyone with me and we could all just live together in one city. But of course, that's impossible. <laughs> Um, so, so, um, that's something that's really important to me and my husband. We, um, we travel a lot, both for work and for pleasure, but the pleasure, we do make sure that we go back and we revisit the places that we've, um, uh, we've been or where we have our, our dear friends and we kind of try to do it in, in bulk. So for example, if I, if, you know, when, if I go home, uh, for, I don't know, a holiday or something, I'm going to make it you know, maybe two week trip that I'll, you know, I'll hit certain uh, cities and certain countries on this journey. It's pretty, it's fun, but it's exhausting. So it's not really that vacation where you just lay, you know, lay by the beach and read a book. We've had, we had trips where in two weeks we were in four different cities and, you know, just constantly living on, you know, on and off of train or plane or car. Uh, but yeah, this is something that's really important for us. And sometimes I'm I'm lucky enough or we're lucky enough to balance it where I put it together with that business trip, right? So I might have some kind of meeting or a conference in a city that's nearby somewhere where I would, lo- you know, I have someone that I would like to visit. So I just kind of extend it and, you know, put the, these two together, which of course helps with budgeting as well. So we just get creative. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, every, you know, it's, it's, 
it's not as impossible as people feel like it is. It's really something that's doable if you if you plan it correctly. I totally agree with that. I think many people put restrictions on what they're able to do with travel because they feel like they need to have thousands and thousands of dollars, right, to even just go and explore somewhere that um, it may be close by, right? Like I think that a lot of people in the United States don't take advantage of the gems that are here. Um, and even when Krista moved originally, I was like, oh my goodness, girl, you're moving to Europe. You're going to be able to go places for like $50. She's like, yes, I'm excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> so it's definitely, um, it's definitely doable. And you're right. As long as you're able to plan, there's definitely times that I've tacked on some personal time onto a work trip and you know as long as you do the right thing in terms of the policies right with your organization or company that you work with it's it's doable so lucy when we asked you about your most memorable trip out of all of the places you've been you chose maui and so i'm really interested in why you chose that location oh maui um i think it's oh it's because it's been a long time dream for me. Um, and I mean, this also changes a lot, right? Because with so many places that we're visiting and just kind of uh, seeing new new spots, you know, every year I would I'd probably give you a new hotspot because I just, you know, I'm just mesmerized with a new place. But uh, right now it's definitely Maui. Um, me and my husband went there last year and uh, it's for, for where I'm from, it's so extremely far. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's, it's not a place where people would normally go. Um, so it's really something that it's, it's virtually a dream come true. And I, it's, it's a place that, um, it's so beautiful in nature and, and so, um, the diversity of things that you see, the, you know, the trees, the, the smell of that rainforest or, you know, the, the mountains, the, the hidden hidden places of of Maui and I'm sure Hawaii in general, just all these different islands have each you know um, this essence. It's I've I don't think I've seen anything like that before. Um, and I've been to some really beautiful destinations, but you know what I uh, love to do and see is always I like to venture out into the real world of the place. So not just to stay in that beautiful, you know, hotel, which is great, but I want to see how people live. Mm-hmm. I want to see just the day to day life and just the beauty of, of that whole, whole country. Um, and this, this for, for Hawaii was just absolutely stunning. Um, we saw just a bunch of dolphins jump around when we were um, jet skiing. You would find a seal just napping on yeah. a beach and, and, you know, the green is greener. The flowers, uh, just the weather, uh, the hospitality and the culture, um, it's overall been really amazing and I can't wait to go back. Maui is definitely on my list for a couple of reasons. I am a plant enthusiast, so I definitely get a lot of energy and excitement um, from nature. It's my therapy, but I'm dying to go to the Disney property there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I want to go to the Disney <laughs> property the <laughs> because I want my daughter to experience it, right? And they have all these cool clubs um, that are there for them to have fun as children and different um, where, you know, locations where kids are not allowed so we can have some husband and wife time. But that that is definitely on the list. So, um, and of course, it'll be 
more than just that property. But for yourself, Lucy, you are in the hospitality and tourism industry. And so I'm curious to know how you decided where you would stay, because I'm sure that you have a certain standard (laughs) that you might (laughs) like to stick to because of the experience that you've had in the industry. Yes. Um, So um, it was driven, um, the decision was driven a bit by um, um, a recommendation. We we went there for a wedding. Um, That was kind of just the reason, of course, amongst many others that we went. Um, So we, you know, that was kind of the decision was made and we stayed where everyone else stayed. And it was a great choice, beautiful hotel. Uh, We also took a part of the trip to stay in an Airbnb, which kind of supports that, you know, I I, I like to live like a local. Mm -hmm. For me, um, I love hotels, but, you know, now the industry is really um, expanding into all these different verticals of, you know, the the long-term stay. And being in Maui, we we were there for two weeks. Um, I I would, you know, I I like to have my kitchen and just make my own breakfast, for Mm -hmm. example, too. So, So after some time... Um, I like to switch it up with the hotel, but in general, um, I, I do have kind of way of, of finding my, um, accommodation and I've always been a big fan of boutique, more independent mm-hmm. properties that have their own character, um, and their personality. Um, so I, um, I love to just go and find these, uh, these spots in these places. So, um, that's kind of, I just go on a research and there are certain, certain websites like design hotels, for example, uh, and similar that have that curated um, uh, platform and, and portfolio of properties. And, and those are some of the most beautiful and unique places that you can imagine. Yeah. So I, I try to find something in that, that essence, but I mean, you know, it really depends. Sometimes you're on a budget and you just stay, you know, wherever you can or take an Airbnb and that's also fine. So it's a combination of these yeah, three. Absolutely. Well, those are great tips, and y'all will be sure to post Lucy's top three places to visit in Maui on the blog, in addition to some tips about special places in her native homeland of Slovakia. I can't wait to see the the ones she has for Slovakia because the pictures she's shown me are amazing, so I can't wait to visit myself. Um, but before we wrap up, I do want to ask for our listeners – how can we help to support those who are impacted by the lockdown because their industries have been affected? So the hotels, the airlines that travel, et cetera. How can we show our support, Lucy? Yeah, it's been really tough. Um, and it's, it's unprecedented times right now. We've never in, in the travel hospitality industry seen, um, seen situation like this, even when, you know, times were bad and there were crises. Um, happening. So, so right now it's really, um, you know, on one hand side, it's really heartbreaking to see that happen, but also on the other side. Um, and again, that's comes, that comes to my nature, um, looking at that positive side of things where, um, you know, painful situations really bring you, um, that urgency to change. Um, and, uh, and I think this is what, what's going to be the positive and the kind of silver lining of everything, we're now going to recreate what our lives are. And in hospitality, we're going to recreate what that experience is going to be. And that's a good thing. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see that. Uh, but it's really important right now to support uh, the, the industry and whoever can, um, the hotels and, and um, even flight companies uh, are offering all kinds of deals and, and uh, promotions or, or um 
gift certificates that you can purchase right now for your future travels. So you can really support these industries. You can book that trip for next year or for, you know, later this year. Um, right now, and the, the, the cancellation policies are very flexible mm-hmm. and um, uh, the properties are understanding, the airlines are understanding. So it's all about really boosting the industry because we don't want them to, to go out of business, right? We mm-hmm. want to have places to go and when things pick up. So um, I really encourage everyone who, who has that ability to start making these plans and start making these, uh, making these reservations because um, the situation will uh, come to an end and um, we want to be able to come back to um, you know, the, our usual selves of exploring and traveling again. Thanks so much, Lucy. We absolutely will. And, you know, as someone who leads a boutique travel agency, I've definitely felt the drastic reduction in clientele. But we look forward to the days where we can get back in a plane and train, car, bike or whatever and explore. And we really encourage you all as our listeners to do the same. There is going to be a desire for people to get out and explore and really feed their souls, especially those travel junkies like ourselves, that we need to be out in the world and experience new things and new cultures to feed our soul. So you all continue to look at those destinations and continue to dream. And when you're ready to book, go ahead and reach out to that individual that can help and assist you to do that. Absolutely. And thank you so much for joining us, Lucy. And to everyone else out there, We hope you'll take some downtime and in support of our travel industry, plan your next experience beyond the destination. Thanks for listening. For more information about our guest speakers, their favorite locations, or the Nourish Your Drive project, please visit nourishyourdrive.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please share with your network and don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening. And please be sure to let us know what you think by leaving us a review. If you have any questions for our guests or requests for specific locations, please drop us a note at nourishyourdrive at gmail.com. Until next time, continue to explore experiences beyond the destination.